1: This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside Naomi Campbell's big reveal that she's a new mom. Plus, Ariana Grande is a married woman. And Grammy-winning rocker Brittany Howard on the emotional story behind her hit album.
2: There's this courage that I learned from her.
1: It's May 18th. Hi, everyone. This is People Every Day. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, in your ear this Tuesday. And I'm happy because, well, one, my family is finally shaking this cold that we've been passing around the house. Yes, plain old colds still happen. They are still a thing. And we are on the other side, thankfully. But also, I'm happy there's just a bunch of happy news out there today to get into. Also, my guest today is awesome, Grammy Award-winning rocker and Alabama Shakes front woman, Brittany Howard, sits down with me later. And I just love her we talk about coming off of the success of her debut album jamie and the emotional family story behind it so stay tuned for that now though i have a treat for you you know both of these voices uh head of people.com zoe ruderman and managing editor of people.com charlotte triggs are joining me now to go through all of the love and the light that is top stories today hi guys hello hey janine I'm excited for this because we just had a bunch of good surprises right yesterday and today. So let's start off with Naomi Campbell. What? Oh, my goodness. She is a mom. First, just give me your reaction. Let's start with you, Charlotte. Like, what did you think when you saw this news pop up?
3: Well, this is really surprising because, you know, she just is not the type of person who has ever seemed as though that was on her agenda, um, you know, to have a baby. So it's just purely surprising. And it seems like she's probably, you know, kind of reflected, taken stock of her life and decided like, this is something important to her and something she wants to do. I mean, she's 50 years old. So it's like, you know, obviously we're, we're not sure exactly what, um, you know, the nature of this, um, was exactly, but. She seems really just joyful and happy and all of her, you know, very famous fashion industry friends are all coming out and, you know, expressing
4: their well wishes and a little bit of surprise as well. Yeah, for sure. Zoe, Zoe, how did it take you this morning? I was thrilled. I love waking up to happy celebrity news. I feel like the past few months, we've all been waking up to kind of bummer celebrity news. So mm-hmm. it's nice when it's just happy and joyful. And I love that she has a baby. You know, she's talked about this a few years ago. She said that, you know, she thinks about it all the time, which I think was a surprise to a lot of us. And she did sort of mention that because, you know, science might allow her to finally have a baby. So she hasn't shared more about what that journey to motherhood has been, but it gave us an idea um, that there was some sort of probably reproductive assistance in the mix here.
1: And so, okay, tell me, what do we know about just her support system? I mean, she she gave this sweet note when she posted the shot. Um, it says, a, "A beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother, and so honored to have this gentle soul in my life. There are no words to describe the lifelong bond that I now share with you, my angel. There is no greater love." So it sounds like she has, you know, this family that we didn't fully know she 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 wanted, I guess. But um, but who is helping her baby? Babies are a lot. They are. <laughs> I take it from experience.
4: Something tells me she has support. We know that this baby is going to have a lot of very famous and very fashionable um, godmamas and goddaddies. Um, you know, just looking <laughs> at the Instagram comments, um, Zoe Saldana wrote something giving congratulations, Mark Jacobs. So, you know, this baby's going to be well dressed, like better mm-hmm. dressed oh than many other babies. <laughs> um, and then Jody Turner Smith wrote, Many, many congratulations. The village will now rally around you and support you in culture cultivating that little angel. So this is someone who is not going to have to do it all on her own, even if she is a single mother. We don't know more details than that, but she ha- she certainly has a support system.
1: What are some mom places you'd be surprised to see Naomi Campbell? Well, Charlotte, I should ask you because you've seen Naomi Campbell and lots of you used to cover our supermodel beat. <laughs>
3: that's yeah that's right i used to cover the supermodels and um you might recall you know is a pretty much another lifetime for her she's obviously in a very different kind of mind space and headspace these days but there was a moment where she had to do community service in new york city because she um threw her crystal cell yes, phone at yes, her um at her maid and um like cut her head or something like that so she did have to go do um community service at a sanitation plant or something like that and so yeah i was uh, i had the glamorous task of standing around outside watching her arrive and then depart later and of course she you know very famously um changed into a Dolce & Gabbana evening gown at the, the place and then walked out as you do, as you do. If you're, if you're Naomi Campbell, that's what you do. So she, you know, she made it worth our while. Those of us who had waited around to watch her leave. We are going to have
1: some glamorous, my, my, mine is like the PTA, like Naomi Campbell at a PTA meeting. What about you, Charlotte? The
3: PTA meeting. I mean, there's like, you know, the, the playground, you know, with the other mm-hmm. moms,
4: like in their <laughs> leggings and stuff like that. and <laughs> like, the, in the leggings. Um, <laughs> I'm still in like, I'm changing a million diapers a day phase. So I'm just picturing her changing diapers. Like there is just, there's no way to make that glamorous. Even if you have fancy crystal studded diapers, it's not glamorous. I don't know. I think
3: I could art direct this photo shoot right now. There's like, this will be like a sick, you know, like a 10 page spread in vogue of her, like, Everything. you're to have her like wearing the evening gown at the park, wearing her evening gown, pushing the stroller into the Starbucks. Soccer yeah, game. Soccer oh wait, so no, it. that
1: could get intense. I don't, I don't think I'm ready for Naomi Campbell at a soccer game. Okay. So let, let's move on to another big surprise Ariana Grande uh, she is married she is a married woman okay like cue that song that 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 verse from Thank You Next where she's like holding hands with my mama like I'm picturing like this whole thing happening Dalton Gomez um, who is a real estate agent uh, just tell me about this couple I think this blindsided a lot
4: of people even though you know they've been dated you know I think what was so surprising is that they've been pretty private about this relationship which is um, Quite a 180 from her previous Relationship with Pete Davidson which is like The opposite of private I felt like I was Part of that relationship also Right, Um, Right. So you know it was sort of Easy to forget about how serious they were But you know they started dating um, Last January so it's been over a year They got engaged um, They announced that in December with the sickest engagement ring ever that made everyone want to go out and get a diamond and pearl engagement ring. Um, and then they had this quiet, intimate ceremony that kind of matched the tone of their relationships. Right. So, so what do we know
1: about Dalton? Like, who is he, Charlotte? He's super low
3: key. And that's part of what she likes about him, that he's not like there for the publicity. And he's not, you know, putting all kinds of stuff out there, like bragging about, you know, who he's with, whatever. Um, He's a real estate agent. They were in New York city together during the early pandemic. They'd started dating just in January. And I guess, you know, that is one of these kind of intense, make it or break it moments. You see a lot of people getting divorced now. I guess there's also people whose relationship was forged by fire during this whole situation of like the lockdown, especially in New York city, which, you know, there's not even any outdoor space really that people could have, you know, enjoyed back then in March when everything was so intense. And then he actually had to transfer to Los Angeles for his work. Because he's a normal, <laughs> relatively normal person. And she decided, Hey, you want to know what, like I may as well buy, a, you know, a property over in Los Angeles. And, you know, she made the jump. A lot of people do this, right. They follow, you know, their significant other across the country or whatever, but you know, she had the benefit of being able to just buy a nice, cushy mansion, also, and make the make the smooth transition over
1: Montecito. Exactly. So Montecito, so she's Harry and Meghan's, uh neighbor. Okay, like they they, they yeah, that is getting to right. Be quite they borrow the sugar from each other, I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> I love the details. Her rep told us that uh, it was a tiny and intimate ceremony, less than twenty people. Uh, the room was so happy and full of love. The couple and both families couldn't be happier. So I'm just picturing like was the ponytail on full display or did she have completely different hair? Like, I need the pictures of this.
4: Janine, that was the first thing I thought about. I was like, what is a bridal ponytail? And you know she had a ponytail and it was like all the way down to her butt and maybe there was a (laughs) veil involved, but I can't wait to see the photos of it.
1: Oh my goodness, excited. Well, let's talk about a guy who, I I think I would say 90% of women are drawn to at least 90, Justin Hartley uh, from This Is Us. Also happy, surprise, surprise marriage news so uh this is uh, well okay it, it's mostly happy it's very happy for him but there's some there's some drama behind this um he it was announced yesterday that Justin Hartley married Sophia Pernas it was his former the young and the Restless co-star so they had chemistry on screen um <laughs> and it sounds like off of course uh it's on the not close heels of his divorce um but he, he, he was divorced not too long ago uh, so so tell us just about how this has come out in dribs and drabs that he is in fact married
3: yeah this is kind of a surprise I mean he you know like was on the beach with her and they both had bands on and so people got the first hint that maybe what is that is that an engagement ring is that a wedding ring like what are we looking at here and then of course they made their public debut at the MTV movie awards over the weekend and with these rings. So of course that gave everybody the opportunity to kind of explore this a little bit further. And lo and behold, yep, they did. They got married. I think, I don't know if this is another pandemic phenomena of people being able to have really discreet, like low key sneaky weddings where they just like go do it. Nobody knows that it happened, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they've been dating for almost a year, probably about a year. And so, you know, they were fairly low key. We did see them out and they did post like, you know, kind of sexy little, you know, Instagrams flirting with each other, making it clear that they were a couple that whole time. So, you know, I suppose it's not that surprising, but then again, it isn't that long since his divorce. So I
1: think, you know, his ex, Chrishell, stress probably. Yeah, so let, let, let's talk about Chrishell a little bit because um, she's she's spoken out about their divorce and it was a pretty contentious one, right? So so take us through that, Zoe.
4: Yeah, I mean, we know that the divorce was also a surprise to her. We all watched it. I mean, she didn't realize it was coming. That's truly the most awful way for a marriage to end. So she's, she's spoken out before that it's painful to see him dating. And let's keep yeah. in mind, he has a history of getting serious with co-stars too. So I wonder if this was like- <sighs> Not passions. a surprise. Yes, passions. passions. Who could forget? Like, Do
1: you remember that show? I loved it so much. It was and honestly, it was like the only soap opera that made sense to me because of course there were like witches and things making all the drama happen. Because
4: why else? I like you that you're saying that made sense to you. That that's a show sense. that made sense to you.
1: Well, why would you stay in a town where everything horrible happens to you every other day if there wasn't like <laughs> some magic force making you stay there? They put in that extra <laughs> thought to make sure that the story right but yes his passions co-star he was married to her Lindsay Corman from 2004 to 2012 and then of course Chrishell, Um they were married for just two years and now, well I hope he's happy and that you know this is going to smooth over and that Chrishell is able to move on and find her lifelong love so putting all those good feels out there but on the, on, on the face of it everything is really good today yes right? lots of joyful <laughs> happy news to celebrate Nice. Nice. Well, thank you guys for taking me through it. Thanks so much. Next up, rock star Brittany Howard talks fame, family, and get this, fly fishing. Stick around.
0: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
1: Brittany Howard, everybody, the amazing Alabama Shakes front woman, singer, songwriter, and can't forget guitarist, is here today. And it's just about a month after she won a Grammy for her song, Stay High, off of her debut solo album, Jamie, an album that earned her seven nominations at this
2: year's show. So just first and foremost, congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I got to figure out what to do with all these nomination medals. They send you a little medal. Yeah, you hear, about, you hear about the trophies, but you never hear about all the medals. So what do you do with those? I don't even know. Right now they're in a little wooden box. And then I'm like, what? where do you hang the medals? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have to figure something out. For
1: sure, for sure. So take me into that moment, though. How did it feel uh, to get this award
2: for your song off of your solo album? I mean, first off, being nominated with all these fantastic women, was such an honor um Fiona Heim Chica just like everybody who was nominated I'm just like yes that's what that's how I felt I was just like yes every, everything's right um as far as my categories go everyone who won I'm like yeah that's that's right you know and then it came to the rock song and mm-hmm. I scrubbed down I was like you know Fiona Apple's going to get it because of the genre of rock right mm-hmm. and I won and I was like what and my manager it <laughs> jumps over the whole couch. He's so happy. Kevin, my manager, is so happy. And I, you know, I was just like trying to process it. I'm just like, oh my god, I got one, and my name's on it. And the way that it feels is hard to describe. I don't know. It's just kind of like a, like a, a, a. I'm proud of my family. You know what I mean? Because so many members of my family could never be seen, never be heard, mm. and I got this gramophone with my name on it. So. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels deep.
1: That's so beautiful. And you talked about your family in going into that moment. And Stay High, of course, is, is one of the songs off of Jamie, an album named for your older sister, Jamie, who lost her battle with retinoblastoma back in nineteen ninety-eight when she was just thirteen. Just heartbreaking. And 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 you've spoken about her as someone who was responsible for for the the Britney we have today, who piqued your interest in music and taught you piano and and how to write poetry. So so take me into the moment you decided to name this work your debut album
2: after your sister, and what what got you there? You know, for me, it's like my sister before she passed, she had lost her eyesight, and she still did everything she loved that she was doing with her eyesight. She was still making art. She was still playing piano. She's still writing poetry. And there's this courage that I learned from her. Mm. And I was just thinking, like, wow, it's really scary stepping away from Alabama Shakes to go do this. Like, man. And I just thought, like, you know, but, like, what would my big sis tell me to do? So it felt appropriate learning those lessons like I did from her to give my record her namesake. And I I like the way it looks. And I seeing our both of our names out there you know
1: it's beautiful it kind of ties into what you said about like this this is for family this is for both your ancestors and and also your sister so that's that's really great and it it sounds like there's just such freedom in this album like there's just a diversity of sound you you have songs like 13th century metal followed by like a baby which are just two completely like totally different sounds so so did you feel freer with this album than than maybe
2: your previous work with Alabama Shakes? You know, it just felt different. As far as freer goes, I mean, I could have been as free and as vocal with Alabama Shakes as I wanted to, but when it was just all up to me, it just has a different weight to it. Mm. And I kind of signed on. I was like, I'm just gonna do this all in. And if I messed it up, at least I messed it up knowing that I went all in on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you did. If the ship goes down, that's <laughs> my fault. And I got to live with that. So there. I guess that's a, a sort of freedom too. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice. So uh, you're a black queer woman from the South making music, just in a space that is often, you know, dominated by men. So when when you decided to to go down this, who did you look to? Who who was out in front of you that you said, "I'm gonna do that"?
2: Mm, a lot of people. Uh, first one that comes to my mind is somebody like Betty Davis. Betty Davis. You know, I feel like she is a generational icon a lot of people don't know a lot about but basically Mm. she's like i'm gonna be free and i'm gonna be as nasty as i want to be and i don't care what anyone has to say about it and i mean that's that's ballsy there's people like protesting outside of her shows nina simone once she started doing uh you know kind of civil rights work and activism around that people didn't want to Oh yeah you know there's just just people like that that are like yeah I got to do it my way. This is what I believe in. And this is why my music matters. Nice.
1: And and you stay low key, as you said. But uh, what about when you can't, when you're stepping out, high, like the Brittany, Brittany, mm-hmm. just the facial recognition, all of that.
2: Like, how is that sitting with you? I mean, it's cool because I I show up in the weirdest spots <laughs> and I like I like surprising people like that. I'll be like in the middle of Georgia and nowhere at this little mom and pop gas station and somebody be like. Are you are you sing? Are you that singer? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh my god, what are you doing down here? Or you know, like you know, I like to fish as a pastime. I'll be in the middle, I'll be in the middle of a river in the middle of nowhere, and somebody be like, "Are you that singer?" You know what I'm saying? So it's fun. I kind of feel like I get to be Bill Murray a little bit,
1: (laughs) popping up at people's weddings and popping up, yeah. I love it, and and you mentioned fishing. Where,
2: when did that start? Because I I saw that that was a favorite of yours. It is a it's another it is another passion of mine. Uh, So it all began when I was about two or three years old. My dad would take the family catfishing and we would that's what we would do. That's that's how me and my father have always spent time together is fishing. And you know that whenever I'm touring, I'll go try to find time to go fishing real quick. and just yesterday, I went with my dad. We went to the first pond I had ever fished at yesterday. And, you know, it's just something to get your mind off of whatever you're worried about. It's just a stress reliever. Well, OK, speaking of
1: your music and, you know, something in the, in the food and beverage category, <laughs> you just recently covered uh, the Rogers and Hammerstein classic. You'll never walk alone as part of a commercial I love. It's, it's a partnership with Johnny Walker um, and you sing it on the commercial. So tell me about the initiative and just what drew you to this particular partnership, because I know people are just vying oh. for
2: you. There's Johnny Walker, right, and then there's Jane Walker, which is uh, the all-female distillers. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And as far as the song goes, uh, you'll never walk a you'll never walk alone. It's like it's a song just talking about how you move on after the storm and how we move forward together. We face something together, and and we got each other's backs. And it's a song that I really wanted to do because I mean, as human beings, we have our differences, but Push comes to shove. It's like, I'm going to look out for my fellow man. It's just the way my parents raised me. So, yeah, that that's kind of the message behind the song. And Johnny Walker wanted to do that spot just to to remind people, to, hey, look, you got to have hope and we got to bring some optimism, especially to our nation. Oh and my goodness, options. yes. yeah, <sighs> Right
1: especially right now. And and just, yeah, bef- before I lose you, like how, how have you been? How, what has been keeping you hopeful with everything that has been going on? I, I love to check in with people and just see that last year was just so intense,
2: bleeding into this year. I feel like, you know, probably if you ask somebody that question, they might say the same thing I'm going to say, which is like, I'm still processing it. Sometimes I lay in bed and I wake up in the morning and I just think about last year, you're marching in the streets. For equal justice, coronavirus, not being able to see my family, not being able to tour, not being able to to feel my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Just sometimes I wake up and think about it. I'm just like I can't believe that now I'm just like planting a garden outside. You know what I mean? It's like uh-huh. little things that I find precious to me. That's peaceful to me. It's peaceful right now that it's spring and before in my life i would never have time to stop and literally smell the roses <laughs> like usually i'm i'm gearing up i'm in a studio i'm going on tour i'm um, handling business but with the world at the standstill like it is it's like man life there's so much more to life Was
1: Brittany Howard. For more on her, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile and say, Really? Already? <laughs> An animated classic we all know and love is marking its 20th anniversary today. Main characters include a mighty green, tall ogre and a donkey named Donkey. <laughs> yep, Shrek. Shrek is 20, you guys. This hilarious movie, voiced by Mike Myers as Shrek, Eddie Murphy as Donkey, and Cameron Diaz as Princess Fiona was and continues to be a fan favorite. Listen to this one famous clip folks still can't get enough of.
2: No, No. this is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manless stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles.
1: Okay, a few stats. Since 2001, it's grossed $480 million globally and has had three sequels. So if you have little ones, now might be a great time to introduce them to what might become a new favorite. This was one that I showed my son, Reese, and the first time he saw it, he asked, is that Hulk? (laughs) All right, talk to you guys tomorrow.